How many of you good this morning? After that, how could you not be good? When you usher in the presence of God, things happen. We change. Nobody said amen to that. Y'all don't think you need to change? <laughs> amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time, God is good. Um, just in case you're watching this morning or you're here this morning and you don't know who I am, uh, who do I look like? <laughs> who, who do I sound like? Man, I'm going home. You people are cruel. <laughs> now, um, I'm Dennis's brother, David, the uh, youngest of the two. And um, I grew up, thank the Lordy, <laughs> uh, because um, it's a wonder. If you, if you saw what we did sometimes in our backyard and, you know, as far as rough housing and all that kind of stuff, you'd wonder how I'm still here. <laughs> um, we, we did a lot of different things, like stupid things like jump off the, the roof in the back with an umbrella because we had just seen Mary Poppins, you know. And Dennis told me it would work. And uh, I jumped off and poof. Uh, that umbrella was weak. <laughs> and I was too heavy. <laughs> and Dennis went around singing, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. I love the Lord this morning, and I'm grateful for everything that he has done and all that he is doing. I know that God is in control. I'm not worried. I'm not in distress because I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. I am persuaded that he's got this. He's God, and I'm not. He's God and you're not. Amen? He knows what he's doing. I love him. And I'm going to serve him. And I'm going to do everything that he tells me to do. We, are, uh, we have uh, been studying in the book of Joshua. Uh, the last message that you heard was... Uh, uh, from the book of Joshua was about the walls of Jericho coming down. Uh, the children of Israel did exactly what God told them to do. Uh, walk around, you know, on a daily basis. He told them to walk. They did. And on the seventh day, they walked around seven times. And on the seventh time around, the Bible says that they began to blow their horns. And they began to shout. And the walls of Jericho came down. Now, how many of you have ever shouted some walls down before? <laughs> All right. So during this message, you see my background is Pentecostal. Um, so I want you to uh, shout the walls down this morning. Amen. <laughs> I'm not trying to get something started, believe me. But... Uh, you know, it's okay for you to say, hey, man, I promise these walls ain't coming down with you shouting. 
It's only when you do the will of God that the walls come down. Amen. We're going to see that. We're going to find that here in the book of uh, Joshua. Turn with me in your Bibles to the seventh chapter. Seventh chapter of Joshua. Um, second verse says, Now Joshua sent men into Jericho to Ai, which is near Bethhaven and uh, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. So the men went up to spy out Ai, or some people call it Ai. You can pronounce it either way according to what I've read. Um, they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up. Only two or 3,000 men need to go up. There's no use to bothering everybody. There's just a few of them. There's just a few of them. So about 3,000 men went from the people and went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai, and the men of Ai struck down 36 of the men and pursued them from the gate as far as the cerebim and struck them down on the, on the descent. So the hearts of the people melted and became like water. You see, they had just come from a great victory. And now they're suffering defeat. Why does that happen? Why does it happen? You see, in the, uh, the, after this great victory, this chapter starts off with the word but. Always hate it when a, when a chapter starts off with but. Because I know that because that word is there, something had to happen. Something that wasn't very good happened, as a matter of fact. So here they were celebrating a victory that God had just giving the, given them. But the word but starts off the second uh, or, or the next chapter and we know that something happened. So what was it that did happen? Achan, the Bible tells us, that Achan took something that didn't belong to him. They were banned from taking any of the spoils of the land of Jericho or the, uh, the city of Jericho. God told him, he said, don't take anything uh, from Jericho. So why was that? Because that belonged to God. Amen. It was only their obedience that caused the, I mean, what did they do for Jericho to fall? What was it that they did? All they did was march around it. All they did was shout and blow their horns, their trumpets. So what did they do except just obey what God told them to do? What did they do to bring this great victory? So whose glory should it have been? It should belong to God. It should have been His glory. What was left there should have been God's. It belonged to Him. He was the one that brought the victory. Now, you may have come this morning expecting me to preach about sin. And this does talk about disobedience and the sin of Achan. But I'm not going to preach about the sin or, or, or just the sin this morning or just the disobedience. 
I'm going to talk about what belonged to God. Taking things, taking what belongs to God for your glory. You see, what Achan took was he went in and he saw the spoils there and he saw a real nice coat and he looked at it and it became something that uh, drew him. It was a desire that he had. Is there anything wrong with desire? No. It's when desire uh, turns into something that it's not supposed to be that, you know, uh, desire... Uh, for a woman, if you're a man, desire for a woman, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as that woman belongs to you. But when you begin to desire uh, something or a woman that doesn't belong to you, it's not right. Adultery is not right. You see? So there are things, I mean, God uses us and, and He uses things to help us to understand that there are some things that are wrong and there are some things that are right. Amen. And God tells us, I mean, we see there is sin in the camp of Israel. As a matter of fact, the hearts melted because of the anger of God. If you read, this, uh, read the chapter, you'll, you'll see that their hearts melted because of God's anger over the fact that somebody in the camp took something that didn't belong to them. And it was Ai, or uh, Achan. So Achan, uh, or God told Joshua, uh, get all the people together, and, he, and I want you to talk to them, speak to them one by one, and find out who it is that stole from me. And finally they came up to Achan, and Achan said, uh, uh, or Joshua looked at Achan and said, give glory back to God. In this chapter, give glory back to God. Be honest. At least be honest and tell us what you did. And he said, yeah, you're right. I was drawn away in my lust. I was drawn away. I, was, I had a desire. I was drawn away. And as I drew away, I took something that didn't belong to me. It's buried in my tent. There's a, a mantle or a coat. And there's a, a bar of gold. And there's silver there. And it's all buried. In my tent. So Joshua sent uh, uh, the men to the tent. They retrieved it. They brought it back. Sure enough, here it is. It's laid before you. And they took Achan out. And he was stoned. Everything that he had was taken from him. And everything that, uh, you know, that belonged to God was given back to God. Now I want to tell you something. Sin will always take you further than you want to go. Cost you more than you want to pay. Keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin will always do that to you. Sin will always cost you more. The whole tribe or the whole people of Israel sir, uh, 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 suffered over this man. Over what he did. Over what he did. I want to preach to you this morning about giving God back his glory. Giving God back his glory. You see, in the, uh, first, uh, the third chapter of Genesis, the uh, first verse, you read about the fall of man. God had placed 
Adam and Eve in the garden. He told them, you can have of any tree of this garden, but there is one tree that I don't want you to eat of, and uh, don't even touch it. Just stay away from it. Uh, doesn't belong to you. Amen? All the other trees of the garden, they all belong to you. We know the story. The Bible tells us that Adam and Eve went, or Eve was beguiled. She was drawn away of her own lust. Uh, by the flesh, she was drawn away of her own lust because of the serpent. The serpent beguiled her, the Bible says. The, the, the uh, serpent began to speak to her. Anybody ever had the serpent speak to you? Anybody ever been betwixt and between two decisions? Amen. And, and, and uh, so Eve allowed the enemy to speak to her and, and she listened to what he had to say and she was beguiled by him and the Bible says she partook of the fruit and she didn't stop there. Sin always takes you further than you want to go and costs you more than you want to pay and keeps you longer than you want to stay. It always does. So sin, or, or Eve gave to Adam, Adam sinned, and what do you, where do you find them now? They're behind the fig leaves that they had sown together, uh, trying to cover themselves, trying to do it themselves, cover themselves, because they no longer had the covering of God upon them. What were they clothed with? How come they never saw their nakedness before? I believe the reason they didn't see their nakedness before was because they were clothed with the glory of God. Amen. I believe they were placed in that garden being clothed by the, uh, the glory of God and therefore did not see their nakedness because they had the word of God, the living word of God living inside of them that, that uh, showed out uh, throughout them. And you couldn't see their nakedness. And the Bible says that God came walking in the garden. And as God became walking into the garden, he says, where, where are you at? Where, where are you at, Adam and Eve? And Adam says, well, we, were, we heard you walking in the garden and we got scared because we're naked. What was God's reply to them? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? You see, the devil comes to steal the word of God. Who, who covered us in the first place? The Bible says your righteousness is as filthy rags. Your righteousness, what you did, to, what you do, does not cover your sin. Come on now. Your righteousness, the things that you do, you cannot earn salvation. You cannot earn the, uh, the salvation of God. It's only by the grace of God that we're saved through faith in what? In who? In Him, the living Word of God. We're saved through faith in Him that He will do what He said He will do in us. Amen? Now... Uh, go with me to John, the first chapter. John, the first chapter. There's two Johns now. Don't get the wrong one. I didn't say first John. I said John. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, 
and the Word was God. If you read that down through there, he was, the Bible says that he, uh, in him was life. <laughs> in him was life. And the life was the light of men. <laughs> Whoo, hallelujah. That a preach right there. In him was life. And the life was the light or the glory or what showed on men. Amen. It's the glory of God that we seek. It's the glory of God that we need to find. You see, the the first what the first man Adam could not do, the second man Adam came and took care of everything that the first man Adam couldn't do. The first man Adam brought death, but the second man Adam brought life. The second man Adam brought life and he brought life more abundantly. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. <laughs> Glory be to God. In, in uh, the 14th verse. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the only begotten full uh, 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 of the Father, full of grace and truth. <laughs> glory, glory be to God. They, in the beginning, you see, everything that we received in Jesus Christ was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Glory. Hallelujah. He is and when did the glory get here? When did the glory come? The glory came when the word became flesh. Hallelujah. When will we see the glory again? It's when our flesh becomes the word. Hallelujah. It, it, it's, it, it's like the opposite of the first man, Adam. The first man, Adam, was born with the glory upon him, but he lost the glory because of sin, because he did something that God told him not to do. That's what Moses was trying to do when God spoke to him and told him to take his rod and strike the rock and, and water came out. The Bible says when he obeyed God, water came out of the rock. Amen. But what happened the second time when he uh, struck the rock? God wasn't in it. Folks, when God's not in it, quit striking the rock. Quit beating the rock when God's not in it. Be obedient to God in the little things and he will make you rulers over many things. Glory be to God. I know a man who got up one time, uh, a true man of God, his name is D.H. Queener. He got up and said, Thank God for the man who rode a mule. And a revival broke out. And it went on for like three or four weeks. 
in Cleveland, Tennessee, people getting saved right and left because one man struck a rock when God said, strike the rock, and the water or the Spirit of God began to flow. And when the Spirit of God flows, you're going to see things happen. Things are going to change. How many are farmers? Come on. How many of you ever planted a seed and seen it grow? I got one farmer back here. Kim, God bless you. You're a farmer. Amen. How many has ever planted a seed before and seen it grow up? Okay, you're considered a farmer, I guess. All right. What happens when you take that seed and you put it in the ground and you bury it? If you bury it just right, you put it in the ground. What happens in a in in a few weeks or whatever? I'm not I'm not a farmer, but I've done this before. I don't know how long, but I know it happens. And I got faith it's going to happen whenever I plant the seed in there. But that seed when it is planted, when that when it comes forth up out of the ground, it no longer looks like a seed. Amen. There's been a transformation. There's been a change. Amen. There's been something that has changed. And now it, it doesn't look dead. It doesn't look dried up. It, it looks green. It looks healthy. It looks like it's full of life. And, and, and as it comes up and as the sun hits it, it just keeps on sprouting up and keeps on growing. Amen. That's that's uh, what farming is all about. It's taking something and let it go. You know, we don't see what happens that go what goes underground. We don't see what happens when it's underground. But when it's underground, that water and that ground it begins to heat up, and the water begins to water and 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 uh, or uh, bring forth uh, nutrients and and all, and it gives it. And finally, you see that dead outer shell begins to open up, and something alive that is within it begins to grow up and grow out, and it goes to the, it, it points its way towards the sun. And as it grows, it grows and it brings forth fruit. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm going somewhere with this. First John, the third chapter, you can read it later. First John, the third chapter, it said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Right this minute, we are the sons of God. But he says this. He said, it doth not yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when we see him, hallelujah, glory. When we see him, we're going to look just like him, and we're going to see him as he is. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. I'm about to shout. The anointing is here so strong. I, can anybody else feel the anointing of God? Do you welcome the anointing of God? Do you welcome the Spirit of God this morning? Give, you, give the Lord a big hand of, of praise. John, our, our, our writer of John says, It doth not yet appear. You see, you don't see me yet as who I am I, I've 
It's not been revealed to you as to who I am. But I'm telling you, I am a son of God. You are a son of God. It has been planted within you when you say uh, to God, I receive you in my life as a personal Savior, and it doth not yet appear what I shall be. But I know this. When I see him, I'm going to look just like him. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody's ever seen a, uh, had a person tell you, you were, they were on a diet before? <laughs> I'm going to drive this point home to you right now. You've seen that person, that person says, I'm on a diet. How many has ever walked away saying, I don't see it? You see, it doth not yet appear what I shall be like. Amen? Did you get that? It doth not yet appear. I may not be there yet, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get there because it is within me to do the will of my Father. And whatever my Father says for me to do, that's what Jesus did. When Jesus came to this earth, he was fully man. The Bible tells us that. He was fully man. And he said, I don't do anything lest my father tells me to do it. That's what he said. So how are we supposed to be? We're supposed to be just like Jesus. When Jesus looks into the mirror, he should see you and me. When we look into the mirror, we should see Jesus. What, what, uh, what I'm trying to say here this morning is we need to go, we need to get, we need to do whatever it is that we can do to get from the, the misery of the first man, Adam, to the victory of the second man, Adam. The first man, Adam, brought us to, to uh, misery, but the first, I mean, the second man, Adam, brought us victory, victory in the name of Jesus. Now, the 12th chapter of John says this. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover came to Bethany, uh, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Lazarus is already from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving but Lazarus was one of those reclining on the table or at the table with him. Now, where's Mary? Mary then took a pound of, every costly, uh, of a very costly perfume, uh, pure nard. And uh, I didn't say lard. I said nard. Okay. And, and he or, or she took it. This was a year's salary for her. It was, uh, she had taken this costly perfume that was so rare, uh, she had placed, uh, had taken it and took it in and she had been saving it up and this was a way that she would live, uh, you know, it was her wages for the year. And she had a wage, I mean, a, a full year's wages saved up. Now, I want you to look at this story. Martha is busy, 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 busy. She had the word of God, 
And she was serving God like mad. It's all in the serving. Serving God. Serving God. She even came to Jesus and said, Why are you just sitting there letting Mary sit at your feet? And, and, uh, and, and when you see very well that I'm in the kitchen slaving over the stove, trying to get everybody, trying to be able to feed everybody. Why are you just sitting there letting her do that? What did Jesus say to her? He said, Martha, Martha, you have busied yourself with many things. You are bothered in your mind about many things. But he said this to her. He said, but Mary has chosen the best thing. You hear that? Now, where's Lazarus? Lazarus had been raised from the dead. And as Lazarus being raised from the dead, he's over here in grace. The Bible says he is reclined. He has made his enemies his footstool. Uh, you know, that's where Jesus is right now. Everybody understand that? That's where Jesus, he's at the right hand of the Father. And he has made his enemy his footstool. And, and uh, we, as far as grace is concerned, need to realize that our righteousness is as filthy rags. We don't earn our salvation. You can't work your way into salvation. But you can recline and relax in Christ Jesus because he is your righteousness. Amen. Amen. So it's a picture of grace. Lazarus uh, here, his life is a picture of grace at this very moment. So then where is Mary? What is Mary doing? She is washing the feet of Jesus with the tears coming down her eyes. And she's drying his feet with her hair. And she opens up everything that she's got and said, God, I'm giving it all to you for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I give this to you to bring glory to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here's Martha, busy, busy, busy. Lazarus is reclined. And Jesus is at the feet of Jesus. Or uh, uh, Mary is at the feet of Jesus. Worshipping an almighty God. Worshipping a God who is more than enough. Worshipping a God. I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. Worshiping a God he, who can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. If our worship team will come. So what are you telling me, Brother David? I, I, I'm telling you this. When we come to the knowledge of Martha... And understand the word of God in such a way that it brings servitude. And we come to the knowledge of Lazarus and understand that we have the grace of God. And none of our works has anything to do with our righteousness, but only the works of Jesus, what he did. 
on the cross is our salvation. When we come to that knowledge, we, there is one more knowledge that we need to come to, and that is the knowledge of Mary, the one that Jesus said, at this time, it is the most important thing. That is to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It didn't appear at the moment. Look at, uh, uh, if you read down, down further in that, you'll find out that uh, Judas was very sarcastic to about what Mary was doing. Can you believe what she did? She took her whole wages. Why didn't she sell that and just give it to the poor? I want to tell you something. When you step out into the Spirit of God and you start seeing the glory of God in your life and on your life, you're always going to have those who are going to make fun of you. You're going to have those that are going to look at you and say all kinds of bad things about you in their self-righteousness. They're so self-righteous that they, they want to make it look and appear like this and look and appear. That was Achan's sin. Achan wanted to appear like he was a king. He wanted to appear like he was wealthy. He wanted to re uh, appear like he was somebody. But God says that glory doesn't belong to you. The glory belongs to me. So that's why we need to die and he must increase and we must decrease. That's what the scripture's all about is for us to get to a place where we die to self, where we die to being a name or making a name for ourselves. I'm going to tell you something. If you're up in front and testifying about God in front of people so that you will look like somebody, you need to sit down. If you're up singing and worshiping, and, and I'm not talking to excluding this group right back here, uh, but, but if, you, if you're up singing and you're worshiping just so people will look at you, you need to sit down because it's not about you. When you're up on a stage and you're representing the Word of God, the Word of God is what needs to be seen. The glory of God is what needs to appear because only the glory of God can change us and make us different. Will you stand? Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many want to be changed this morning? Amen, sister. God has already changed you, but he's going to change you more. Amen. You believe that? Glory be to God. Starting this morning, God's going to change you like you've never been changed. Amen. The glory of God is about to be seen on God's children. Those that are willing to die. God decreases. It, it may not appear yet, Lord, what we shall be, but we know for certain we're going to be like you. You see, 
When you plant that seed in the ground, if you plant a tomato seed, what comes up? What's the fruit on that vine? Tomatoes. If you plant an orange seed, what comes up? An orange tree. What's the fruit of that vine? You, you, can't, you can't get by with it. You can't plant a tomato and expect to get oranges. I want to tell you something. God is not... Uh, God does not look to you and want you to be anything that you're not. Amen. God wants you to be who you are. If you're a tomato, glory in being a tomato. If you're an orange, glory in being an orange. Amen. Glory. In, you will bring glory to God if you be who you are. But if you try to be somebody you're not, you're not going to ever bring glory to God because that is not what God created. Amen. God didn't create that in you. God created you for something else. Martha was a servant. Lazarus kicked back and reclined in the, in the uh, uh, grace of God. But Mary worshiped God. Now, where is God trying to get us to? He's trying to get us to where all of these, the grace, the, the uh, knowledge of God, the word of God, and, and all becomes flesh and, and, and dwells in us, and we begin to worship God with grace and with truth. Hallelujah. That's why we're not seeing the glory of God. Because we live like the devil and lie, lie, lie all week long like we're somebody, somebody else that we're not. And when we get to church on Sunday, we want everybody to look at us and say, boy, is this one that? And, 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 and give us glory. It's not your glory. It's glory. It's God's glory. Amen. I, I, I want them to bring the lights back up if they don't if they don't mind. I know that's custom to do that. And uh, I don't want to embarrass anybody at all. But I can't see you. And it's like all of a sudden you everybody disappeared. Church, look at me. I love you more than you know. I've been praying for you more than you know. I see this church moving in a new direction. It's a direction of the Spirit of God. And I want that more than I want life myself. Why do I want that? Because I want to see this church change into what God wants it to be because I know when he does there's going to be people running to an altar saying God change me I'm not who I need to be I want to be who I am supposed to be I want to be saved I want my sins forgiven I want to get back to where I once was with you how many knows we need to get back We need to get back. If you want that, I'm going to do altar service this way. I'd like for our prayer team members to come first, and they can stand up here facing you. 
once the prayer team members have come, then I want anybody that would wants the anointing of God and wants the glory of God shown back into their lives and into this church, I want you to come and stand along the front of this building. Come on. Come on. If you want it. If you don't want it, stay there. Now coming, by coming, I want you to know this. By coming, you are telling... the. I want everybody to look at me except for the prayer team members. Just turn around. I know it ain't about me. <laughs> but anybody else that wants to come, I want you to come. You don't have to. I'm not trying to force you to. I just want you to if you want to, okay? If you want to. But the anointing is here. You believe that? The anointing of God is here. And... He is here to put a seed in you to bring forth a fruit that you've been praying about. He, he's wanting to bring forth a fruit that, that you, where you're saying, I want to be different. I want to be changed. I want to be like him. How many have been praying that prayer? Am I, am I on an island by myself? <laughs> I am not. I am not. How many of you back there have been praying that prayer? God, I want to be changed. I want to be new. I want to be renewed. Have you been praying that prayer too? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, there's no magic up here. There's no magic uh, uh, of anything. I, I, you know, I can lay hands on you like the big time evangelists and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the power of God hits you. And I could walk away saying, okay, now give $100 in the, in the offering. I could do that, uh, you know, but that's not what it's all about. It's not about me. God will take care of me. God will take care of this church. When you give, God's going to take care of you. Amen. When, when you give of what God has given you, God's going to take care of you. He's going to bring forth a fruit in your life, and, and it's going to come automatically. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to shout it out. You don't have to praise it out. You don't have to do those things. What you, what you have to do is just allow the, the Word of God to become flesh, to come out in your flesh, and, and, and you become what the Word of God says you are. Hey, amen. Everybody say this with me. I am who He says I am. I can do what He says I can do. I will go where He tells me to go. I will say what he tells me to say. In the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name that will bring salvation to the lost, the name that will bring victory to my life. Amen. Some of you about to get victory.